Today's message is the fourth in a series um, that we've been looking at. Uh, Jerry and Mike have been leading us in come and see and then go and tell the good news of Jesus Christ. Um, we find in this story that we're going to talk about today and look at story of healing and faith. A story in the middle of Jesus' many miracles that he performed while here on earth as recorded by Matthew. And we've uh, heard pastors Jerry and Mike talk about the many things that Jesus had done and how his ministry was unfolding. In the middle of uh, all of that, we're going to be pulling some scripture out about uh, two examples of faith and belief that uh, we, I want to share with you this morning. And first, though, I wanted to share a story of a belief that I heard years ago about a very vocal atheist uh, who never let an opportunity go by that he didn't uh, deny God and just uh, say there is no God. But being a good golfer, this atheist decided to go to, on vacation to Scotland, where, of course, golf is just great. Uh, and he decided to go there. He was frustrated with, uh, or he's fascinated, rather, with the, <laughs> with the myth of the Loch Ness Monster. Um, so, uh, Law, that's, uh, that's the key right there. He remembered a little boat, or he rented a little boat and decided he'd go out on the lake by himself and just see, since he didn't really believe in the Loch Ness Monster anyway. He was enjoying himself, and then the Loch Ness Monster suddenly appeared, reached over, grabbed him out of the boat, dangling him by his body, and he was in the jaws of the Loch Ness Monster. He didn't know what to do, so he cried out, Oh God, please save me. The heavens opened up, time froze in place, and God asked, well, Why should I save you? Up until five minutes ago, you didn't even think I was real. The frantic atheist said, Well, give me a break. Until five minutes ago, I didn't think the Loch Ness Monster was real either. Well, today we're going to see examples of two people who knew that God was real. They knew that Jesus was real and had the power and ability to just help them if they could just reach him. Today's stories come from Matthew chapter 9 where there's a running account of many of the miracles that Jesus performed. Chapter 9 opens up in the city of Capernaum, the hometown of Peter, Andrew, James, and John, a town that Jesus frequently visited, a town where Jesus loved visiting. Some even called it his hometown. People brought to him a paralytic in the opening parts of chapter 9, and who was paralyzed because of his own sinful ways, we're told. Jesus used this as an opportunity to heal the man and forgive his sins. The onlookers challenged Jesus' authority to forgive sin as only God could forgive sins. They went and told what they saw, stirring up the crowd of the Jewish crowd and the teachers. 
the Pharisees. This signified the openness of Jesus' ministry as word spread quickly of the teachings and the miracles that Jesus were, were performing. The Pharisees were becoming uncomfortable. They were getting angry. They were getting scared at what the multitude of people were starting to go and follow this Jesus. Matthew shares that Jesus went to his home, which many, or went to Matthew's home, which many didn't understand as he was a dreaded tax collector. That's a no-no to go to a tax collector and a sinner's home for any Jewish person. Jesus even sat down at his table to eat. The Pharisees asked the disciples, why would Jesus eat with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus heard them and said, those who are well don't need a doctor, but those who are sick. Go and learn what that means. Thereby testing the authority of the Roman government. That brings us up to the scripture I want to focus on in chapter 9 today. And that's the larger story of a man hoping that Jesus would heal his daughter. He had faith that if only Jesus would come and lay his hand on his daughter, she would be healed. However, the story plays out quite differently from what he anticipated and expected. So if you have your Bible or electronic device with you, scripture on it, or turn in the Pew Bible, I believe it's page six or 967, as I read from, or you can look on the screen, as I read from Matthew 9, verses 18 through 26, this passage of scripture I want us to focus on this morning. Starting verse 18, while he was saying these things to them, behold, a ruler came in and knelt before him, saying, my daughter has just died, but come and lay your hands on her and she will live. And Jesus rose and followed him with his disciples. And behold, a woman who had suffered from a discharge of blood for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. For she said to herself, if I only touch his garment, I'll be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her, he said, Take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. Instantly, the woman was made well. And when Jesus came to the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion, he said, go away, for the girl's not dead but sleeping. And they laughed at him. And when the crowd had been put aside, outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl arose. And the report of this went throughout all the district. Well, we're going to take a slight detour here uh, in the story raising the de of this raising the dead child and look at this interruption piece of the journey of the woman suffering from this bleeding disorder, a story within the story, if you will. So beginning with verse 20 of Matthew 9, it, you're still on page 967 in the Pew Bible. This woman who had this suffered from this discharge 
of blood for 12 years came up behind him. And she touched, or believed, that if she could just touch the hem of his clothes, the hem of his garment, she would be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her, he said, Take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. The woman of faith said to her, If I could only touch the hem of his garment, I will be made well. This woman came in desperation, feeling abandoned by the community and by God. This woman's affliction not only was seriously physical, but had, been made, the, uh, but had made the woman uh, permanently unclean for ceremonial reasons per, per the Mosaic law, an outcast from the community. But when she heard about Jesus, she had this glimmer of hope, as many of us do, when we hear about Jesus and we are facing some difficult times. If only, she said, if only I could touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. Have you seen that kind of faith? Have you experienced that kind of faith? She came up behind Jesus through the crowd making her way and touched the hem of his garment. She took action. It took some action on her part. She, didn't, she had to do something on her part for the healing to take place. Does Jesus require that of all of us each time? Not necessarily, but sometimes we need to take action. Mark 5, 34 reads, And Jesus, he, Jesus, meaning, said to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. I don't want you to miss the point that Jesus said. Her faith has made her well. He says, your faith has made you well. How deep is your faith? How deep is my faith? Go, he said, giving her permission to share her faith openly, sharing what God, what Jesus had done for her. He expects us to share what he has done for us. When we leave the sanctuary and go out into the world, out into the community, where we live and work. We are to share the gospel of what he's done for us. Jesus is near to us in our weakest moments, in our strongest times. He knows when we, are, we need healing and wants us to come to him, wants us to ask him this Lady, she came to him. She didn't really ask. She just knew that if she could touch him, 
get close enough that he would heal her. Mark picks up the rest of the bigger story, I'll call it, in verse 35 of chapter 5 on page 999 in the Pew Bible. He said, while, it reads, starting with verse 35, while he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house some who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? Verse 36, but overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not fear, only believe. Do not fear, only believe. We learned from Mark that the man in this story is Jairus, a synagogue elder who had come to ask Jesus for help. Kneeling before him, he asked Jesus to come. Heal his seriously ill daughter. Come to his house. Seeing that this man had faith, Jesus set off to go with him to his house. Jairus' faith was tested when he heard that his daughter had died. Jesus said to the ruler, don't be afraid, only believe. Those of us who have lost children, that's a hard thing to take. Do not be afraid, just believe. But you do want to struggle with that belief when reality hits you. But believing is the important part to overcoming with Jesus' help. When they arrived at the house, the celebration of life had begun with flutes and dancing along with those weeping and wailing as was the custom when somebody had died. Jesus told them, get out of the house, clear out. She's not dead, she's simply sleeping. The celebrants ridiculed Jesus as they had already seen this lifeless body. They, they seen her the, as a corpse. Jesus responded by working a greater miracle than he would have by just simply healing the girl. He raised her from the dead. The Pharisees taught that only God could do that. More clashing between he, Jesus, and the rulers. Mark 5, 41 tells us that Jesus took the 12-year-old girl by the hand and said to her, Little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately, the girl rose and walked. In this case, Jesus told him not to go and tell as the Pharisees were becoming angry and uncomfortable with Jesus' teaching and his healing and his willingness to ignore some of the most the t- teachings and the law. Jesus had every right and every reason to turn his back on the leader of the synagogue, Jairus. After all, he was part of the group that were out to get them. But Jesus didn't. He never turned his back on him. He had compassion. He went to his house. <clears throat> 
He went to where he was and met the needs that Jairus had, the needs of healing. Jesus looked at that leader with compassion, the same compassion that he looks at each of us and he feels for each of us, and the same compassion that he had for the woman who was hemorrhaging and had touched him. Today, we were able to see two examples of believers whose faith got tested. They came to Jesus seeking him. Their faith had made them believe and they were eager to go and tell. Is that our faith? Is your faith strong enough to go to Jesus believing that he can meet your every need? Jerry would say, you think about that. Let us pray. Our most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you believing in you and believing that you will meet our needs. Not always the way we had planned. There are many detours in our life's journey. Many detours that take us away from what we thought was going to happen. But we know, God, that if we fully trust and we have faith and we believe that you are the one that can walk along, that you do walk along beside us, before us, and behind us in every way. In Christ's name, amen.